everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And we're back with another Disney bonus episode. Disney bonus episode. I, I gotta tell you, the first Disney bonus episode was a lot longer than I thought it we was going to be. We thought it was going to be little bite-sized pieces, but we, we did run long on that. I think Disney's hard to be concise about. That's what we've learned. Yes. Yes. Very much so. And we we, we have a lot of information um, <laughs> just because of our affinity for Disney and the Disney parks, at least the one in Florida. And uh, yeah, Jules. So there are four parks, uh, if in case you didn't know, and of course, two theme parks for water. So we are just talking about the the actual theme parks themselves, not necessarily the water parks. And we are on to Epcot. We are on to Epcot. Epcot, if you're not sure, opened in one of the best years that has happened yet. And that is 1982. 82. 82. October 1st, just like the Magic Kingdom. Um, 1982 and Epcot holds a special place in our heart and if you did not listen to bonus episode one about Disney which would be our third bonus episode of season two we briefly mentioned that we got engaged in Epcot back in 2005 so sweet it is sweet we were the youngins running around in uh, dress up clothes that night and yeah so that was that was it Um, if you know us well you know the story but yes we did get engaged in Epcot and since then, even since 2005, when we got engaged, boy, a lot has changed there. I mean, with yeah. the addition of the Skyliner and expanding some of the countries a little bit with some new attractions, it's it's really blown up a little bit. Yeah. So Epcot, to me, as a kid, was a place that I really didn't want to go because it was a long walk around the, the Seven Seas Lagoon. Yeah. And also, it was a lot of learning, okay? Because it was like, okay, we're, gonna, we're not going on vacation to learn. So there was a lot of like learning about cultures and, you know, doing crafts and stuff like that. But Epcot has evolved. And as a parent of children, I want them to learn something when we're on vacation, especially the amount of money that the Disney trip costs. It's not just memories. I want them to learn something. You know, let's go learn about the German heritage. That's absolutely right. Right. And, you know, when I was little, I don't have a ton of memories from the mid to late 80s, but I can tell you my brothers collected those flags. That was a thing. They had um, in their bedroom, they had the little flags and little teeny black stands. Me too. And that was a big deal. I actually enjoy the World Showcase. It is probably my favorite part of Epcot. And I'm sure we'll get into all of that. But uh, yeah, Rick, you want to kick things off for Epcot? Yes. So Epcot is one of those those things where currently right now it's being remodeled. Okay. So they, I don't know, pre-COVID, they had one vision for Epcot. And I think that that has really been scaled back um, of what it is. So right now they are... uh, they're in the middle of construction. It mm-hmm. seems like when you go there, it's that's all you see is construction walls. So I just, I, I like the Epcot feel just because uh, as soon as you go there, like the giant, they call it the golf ball, right? It's called a geodescent sphere. And it basically, it's it's Epcot. I mean, that's what it is. That's the, we'll just it's call the big it, ball. We'll just call it the ball, the yeah. giant ball. Um, but the music that they play outside when you're walking up to it just it speaks to me and the and and what epcot is it's it's hope it's creativity it's vision it's the future and um that married with the fact that you can walk about a quarter of a mile and be in different countries to me speaks to like okay this is not just the future of america it's the future of humankind. And I kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm getting too deep, but I, I think that Epcot is more than just, we're going to ride a couple rides and attractions and see a, you know, a show. I think that there's, there's just hope. I think that park is all about hope. So, um, you know, some of my favorite attractions, um, I couldn't, I, I love Soren, Soren around the world. Yes. It used to be, you know, Soren over California, mm-hmm. Soren around the world is just, it's just, it's, it's an indoor show. It's not even a show. It's an indoor um, attraction uh, in front of a movie screen that's humongous. It's like an IMAX kind yeah. of thing. And you're in a hand glider and you're, you know, rotating left and right and up and down, very gently moving. They're blowing air in your face. There's sounds and there's smells. And it's just, 
it's very gentle, it's very relaxing, and very inspiring. I love that attraction. It's probably one of my top five in all the parks. Me too. Um, I like Frozen Ever After uh, because of the queue. Basically, again, don't want to ruin a lot of this stuff for you, but you're in like a little boat, and you're going through the story of, you know, Frozen. And I don't care who you are, you will be singing those songs, okay? You will be singing Let It Go. When you go into there, and she's Let It Go, and yeah. you're going, yeah. and you, yeah, that's the real deal in there. So I like the cue in that. It just brings you right into a movie, and I think that that's also one of my uh, one of my favorites. I like Test Track. Mm-hmm. Test Track is where it's kind of like you design your own car and use a SIM card, and you do different you know, challenges with the car, you're doing turn challenges and stops and, uh, you know, a speed challenge and, and that kind of thing. You're like in literally in a car and it, I think it gets up to over 65 miles an hour. Something like that. It's pretty fast. And, uh, but it's, you know, it's like you're driving with your, with your crazy rich uncle, you know, and they put (laughs) the top down and they're convertible and they just, they go fast and it's like, wow, this is cool. Only, we don't actually have a crazy rich uncle. So this is the closest thing we have to that. So, um, and then I think there's not a, there's not a ton to do, uh, as, as far as, you know, like experiencing things. I like the seas, uh, with Nemo and friends. Mm-hmm. It basically is the re- retelling of, uh, the, the Nemo story. And of course they have the shark Bruce and the jellyfish and, and that kind of thing. It's one of my faves. And then I think, um, probably, the last one that I have is uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Nice. It's a newer one. And I think the first time I wrote it, um, it was very short. And I was not feeling that right. I was like, wow, we just waited all this time. And it, I felt like it was less than a minute and a half. And then the last time that I wrote it, I said, well, because we, a lot of times I would just skip it. It's like, it's not, not worth the wait. And the last time we did it, it was a lot better. So I think what happened is they had, you know, a part in the attraction broken down and, and we just skipped over that or mm-hmm. something, um, which Disney does sometimes to keep things moving. If they have a certain part broken, sometimes they'll skip it. I know in Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios, they'll do that. They'll skip a part so they can keep people riding it, especially if, again, this is, you know, talking about lightning lanes. We'll talk about that later. Um, you've paid to ride it. They don't want to give that refund. They have your money. They don't want to give it back to you. So they got to figure out a way to keep things up and running. So that's a pretty legit attraction, the Ratatouille adventure. So Jules, what do you, what do you like? What, what did I miss? I know I I left out a lot of things, but those are my tops. What do you think? Yeah. I, unlike a lot of people, I like Epcot. I mean, it is after all like Walt's vision of the, let me see, experimental proto type community of tomorrow is that yeah right? baby see i i'm i'm here honey i'm here for it you're on the right side you're you're slowly moving over to the left side of the couch okay now. I, have, I like that i have glimmers of it now epcot's one that i think because i remember it as a kid I, and that's one of the reasons disney means so much to you is the history tied into it of your personal yeah. family history and you know we're beach people so i whoa, didn't, whoa, whoa, whoa. who's beach people like okay I and my nuclear family grew <laughs> okay. up going to the beach. Okay, so there you go. There so you the be- the beach is is family vacation, is memories. And I did have the opportunity to go to Disney two times with my nuclear family I grew up in because we didn't have, you know, what's now Hollywood Studios when I was a kid and we didn't have Animal Kingdom, which we'll talk about later. I have very limited memories of the Magic Kingdom as a kid. But I do remember Epcot, and I think I remember it because of learning about cultures and going to Germany, which is my, you know, uh, a huge part of my, uh, you know, lineage. And I, I like that. I like going to the World Showcase. I wish America didn't take up such a large amount of space so that we could squish in some more countries and learn about some more. Uh, and I know there's a whole tie-in about like how countries are represented there and how that works. And there's a whole backstory to that. And I think there's only, what is it? 13 or 15. There's not a ton of countries, but there are some there to go in and learn about, which I think is kind of cool. And, um, I think most of my Epcot takeaways are actually food, which we'll get to in a minute, but here are some things that were not mentioned in Epcot that I enjoy. 
I mentioned at the top of the show, the Skyliner, which was recently added as a transportation way that allows you to get in between different parts of the Walt Disney World Resort, whether it would be when you stay on property or if you stay on property and get into a park um, or you're just kind of navigating for fun, which, you know, who doesn't want to ride the monorail for fun if you've never been on it or I think the Skyliner is a lot of fun. So I'm going to give a shout out to that because I know it's not officially an attraction, but I think of it now because I think of getting um, into what I would call the backside of the park where it takes you right there by the Ratatouille ride and getting in. So it makes me think of getting into the worlds. It makes me think of the Ratatouille ride. I like that. I think that's cool also because it reminds me of Lawson. That was one of his most favorite childhood Disney movies. So um, that makes me think of our son and I really enjoy that. So that's one of my favorite I wrote down in my notes, test track is okay. Not my favorite, but I'll go on it. I love Soren. I enjoy Nemo. I feel like they could redo it and bring a little bit better technology into like the jellyfish scene. I feel like they need to up that a little bit, in my opinion. And I like Turtle Talk with Crush. Yes. I love that. That's a lot of fun. It is fun. And we had the fortunate opportunity of going with friends uh, the other summer and to see kids that we call family in turtle talk with crush being like okay so how does this work and our kids being like oh turtle talk with crush okay like you know they know how it works but seeing it through the eyes of a kid who have who's never been in that room before were animated crush from our favorite finding nemo and you know finding dory's talking to us and it's just so delightful when you see it through the eyes of a kid or a teen who's never seen it a kid a, a teen who has great personality and plays along. I mean, it was, it was neat. So I think of that when I think of Epcot, I think of figment, I think of, you know, the little purple dragon or whatever yeah. he is. I think of figment when I think of Epcot, cause he was around when I was a kid and nothing says imagination like figment. Well, journey into the imagination with figment is there still open. There you go. Okay. It's still open. Well, ride that guys. If you're in Epcot, I mean, it'll, if you grew up in the eighties uh, and enjoyed it back then, you're, you're going to enjoy it now. I think of, and this is going to take me way back, I just have to give a shout out. I have a personal family story when they did the Michael Jackson attraction with um, Captain Neo. Is that Captain it? EO. EO. Yes. See, I was close. Yeah. Um, I remember that. So, like, I can remember that. That was huge. How did they even tie in a partnership with Michael Jackson? I, I don't I, know how that went. I don't remember, but I know they brought it back a couple years ago. Wow. And I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. And it was, um, it was quite different. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Then it's like, then I remember, but that, that lady in there, she was scary. Scary, right? The bad lady. She was, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I didn't like like her. I think my parents probably had the camcorder for that. That's how I remember it. But, um, yeah. So I remember Figment. I mean, I think Turtle Talk with Crush is a must have. I like going to just the aquarium inside of that whole area over there with the, um, Nemo ride. What's the form line? The seas. Seas with Nemo and friends. I enjoy that whole area. I like stopping by and seeing the dolphins and the manatees. I think it's a hoot. If you're going to go and enjoy also, guys, AC. Lots of AC in that building. Mm -hmm. And when you finish, there's the Nemo gift shop. You can't go wrong. And the bathrooms, not to be weird, uh, are a lot of times empty. So Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. They're they're not crowded. It's not not crowded. crowded over there. You can find one. Um, so yeah, I, I like that area. I like the whole Nemo side, the turtle talk soaring if I'm on that side of Epcot. And when I'm at world showcase, I like to actually start on the Mexico side, which when you're walking in, it's going to be your far left and then working your way around to Canada. So So is that your tip? Of Epcot? Sure. Make that, you can make that my tip. My, my number one tip is save your appetite for Epcot. That's Ah, my, that, yeah. Cause I want to talk Epcot food. And um, my other tip is to avoid, I wrote this really big, avoid Saturdays. I think if you are picking a day of the week, in my opinion, I have been around the most obnoxious Disney park goers on Saturdays because alcohol flows pretty uh, regularly in the World Showcase area because they do like the, especially with the festival, with the eat around the park or what's that called, you know. You know what well, I'm there, saying. There's a lot of festivals there, but on Saturday nights, they do unofficial crazy. called Drink Around the World. Yes. Instead of Eat Around the World. And that's where people go and just get, get sloshed. Yeah, yeah. Get hammered. So my number one tip, if you, well, if, if you're going there for that reason, have at it. 
be you and do you, not judging. However, I don't want to be there around drunk people. It's Disney. It should be family friendly, in my opinion. So my tip, if you're like me and going, you're not there for that reason, you're there for a family trip, you want it to be very family oriented and not hear language and drunk people, if I wanted to do that, you can go to your local bar. For me, Epcot is not about that. And if you want to get a drink, fine. Please don't get hammered there. It's obnoxious for families who have paid a lot of money to bring their family there. And um, if you didn't know that tip and you want to avoid the crazy, avoid Saturdays is my yeah, opinion. Avoid the weekends because yeah. you have a lot of locals that will come and hang out there and yeah. and drink. So, well, any I mean, anybody can, but yeah. a lot of locals do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's talk about food. Yes. And I'm going to do just two quick things and okay. I'm going to then hand it over to Julie. Okay. I like food in Epcot. So there's a lot of festivals that they do um, there at Epcot and they do a flower and garden festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's, there's several, I mean, depends on when this com- depending on when this comes out there, there's festivals in Epcot all the time because they want to bring people in food and wine and, and flower and garden and, they, they do festival, the masters, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's there, mm-hmm. but so there, they have these little kiosks around each country and you can go and sample food. So some of the best things that I have eaten at Epcot are the pierogies. Um, so it, I, I don't remember where they were, yeah, but no those, there. those yeah. pierogies were, um, off the off the chain funnel cakes um that's in the american pavilion mm-hmm. that is always an american staple and extra powdered sugar um is wonderful also uh in canada they have the little beef uh bites so sometimes it's filet sometimes it's just beef tenderloin and also they have scallops there that are really good so i'm all about that particular those particular uh food items as far as sit down is concerned um, I, I don't know. Epcot is one of those ones because there's so many food options. Mm-hmm. We, a lot of times don't usually sit down. However, if we are, I would say the Coral Reef restaurant. So we have a little bit of history there as well, but Jules, go ahead. You take the stage on the food. What do you got? My number one favorite place to go in Epcot for any type of food or beverage is the club cool Coke shop. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's free to get samples and I love a good bargain because how else are you going to get something that didn't cost you something while in Walt Disney World? It's just true. I dare you to find many other things where you walked in, you got to enjoy something and it didn't cost you extra. Well, the buttons that you can wear would be something and stickers sometimes. Yeah, but I, that doesn't do it for me, honey. I like a good watermelon type beverage from a foreign country. There you go. Yeah, that's I good. like that. The melon one is my favorite. I can't recall because I did not take proper notes on where it's from, but Disney fanatics, you can go ahead and write in if you want and tell me where it's from. Um, The least favorite ones from Italy, I can tell you that. Beverly. And my most favorite one is the melon flavored one. And I think it's from a South American country or Central American. I could be wrong. Um, But yeah, go to Club Cool. It is my fave. I also enjoyed the Starbucks there. It is larger than the one in the Magic Kingdom. And it seems to be that they move the line faster there so if Hmm. you are a coffee drinker there starbucks i think is a little better um club cool is awesome as far as food to get while you're there the bakery and i don't have the formal names guys the patisserie sure well that would be like what you call bakery in france is that literally just i think that's what it's called the patisserie so yeah go to the bakery in france it's good there i would avoid the um neapolitan i don't think that's worth it I think, yeah, stay away from that. It's just not overly good. But pretty much anything else, thumbs up. I like trying all the baked goods. And you can even get like a little lunch treat in there as well if you want. You know, you don't have to, like Rick said, you don't have to go to a formal sit down. If you are going to a formal sit down, I want to give a shout out to the Japanese restaurant over in Epcot. Um, It is comparable to what you may have experienced at a hibachi style family restaurant. I would say it is very, very clean and the environment, it feels more of a private experience than it does like there's tons of people around you. I think they do a nice job like sectioning off the different areas so you don't feel like, you know, it's all the experiences of dining at a hibachi style Japanese restaurant 
like collision, like it's all together, you do feel like it's your own little experience with whoever you traveled with. So that's one of my favorite places to eat. I also am a big fan of the Mexican restaurant over there in the Mexican pyramid where you can go on the little ride with Donald and his three amigos. The Grand Fiesta Tour. Yeah. Go to the left side of the couch for all the formalities. Stay on the right side of the couch for my random talk. So... Um, yeah, I do love love it over there. I think they have good Mexican food. If you're getting an adult beverage there, they have plenty of options to choose from. Um, but yeah, I'm a fan of Mexico. And um, I this isn't a food, but please stop by the Germany store. I think it's fantastic. And if you like to find good Adidas soccer gear, <laughs> you're going to find some in that store. At full price. Yeah. Um, but things you can't find anywhere else. And yeah, I like that. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's that's true. That's my tip. Um, I also, when we were many, many years ago, uh-huh. Le Cellier, which is a steakhouse yes. in Canada, yeah. was a great place to eat. We have not eaten there long time. in a long, long time yeah. because it just got nuts. You had to book your you know place to eat 180 days out and you held your breath if you could get it. And it <laughs> just got to a point where it's like, you know what, are we really going to, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we, we, we don't need to eat here every single time. Mm-hmm. And we haven't eaten there in... I don't, I don't think maybe five, six years. Longer probably. Yeah. It's been a long time. I mean, there's so many good, even like you said, the little kiosk, the little stands. You can shoot. If you go to a couple of those, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of snack. Uh, Epcot is the Mm. snack park. Okay. Love that. So, um, you already gave your tip. Mm -hmm. Um, give me the, the, the one ride that's going to say Disney in Epcot that you, that it speaks Disney. What, what is, what is the one attraction? Um, Soren. Yeah, I'm going to say Soren. I think it's so immersive because you have all the senses going, mm-hmm. you know, sight, sound, smell, all that. Um, so I'm going to go with Soren. I would like to give an honorable mention to a place that most people do not visit because I like a good sing along, the Beauty and the Beast sing along back there in France. Yeah, that's pretty good. Give it a shot, guys. If you, like me, enjoy the classic movies that came out when, when we, those of us in our 40s, were little. You would, you got to go. It's fun. I'm going to do a honorable mention, which would be Spaceship Earth. Mm. So there is an attraction in the big ball, Mm -hmm. as we mentioned earlier, the big golf ball. And um, that's a lot of fun. Um, They have reimagined that ride a handful of times, but it is a long ride. Mm -hmm. It is dark. Mm -hmm. It's air conditioned. If your kids need a nap, that's where you go. (laughs) Because I don't know how long that attraction is. I it's long. I would say it's at least ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I don't. I don't know offhand, but um, you you're sitting down. It's 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 cool, and the audio animatronics in there, and just the telling, at least right now, of communication and how that has weaved its story into the world. How the world communicates is is pretty neat. And I think at this point, it's Judy Dench who narrates that. And who doesn't love a good Judy Dench narration? Classic. So, yeah. There's one ride that Julie will not ride, and um, that is the... Uh, Mission Space. I'll Mission tell you right space. now. That's it. I don't so. care how... what They have different levels of tolerance or whatever they call it on that ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't ride it. I've, I will tell you this, Disney fans and Disney people. I have ridden... I think this is right, Rick. Have I ridden every single ride at least one time? I mean, yeah. I've done rides I don't like. I've been on yeah. Mission Space. I've been on... Yes. Space Mountain. I've been on... I've been on all of them. Rock and Roller Coaster, which I don't mind that from time to time. Um, but... When you get motion sickness, you get motion sickness. It's not your fault. I mean, who wants to feel like they're sick on vacation? I don't. Yes. So call it what it is. If if you get motion sickness, you understand. But yeah, I do not ride Mission Space. And if one of our children wants to go, they go with Dad. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my tip for this particular park, yeah, and it's sort of a it's an an easy one, but it's something to keep in mind. So. When you're walking in in the morning Mm -hmm. and you've never been there, which most people in Walt Disney World that are going, they never have been there or they rarely go. They're going to get in line for Spaceship Earth, which is the very first thing that you see. It's the the golf ball, right? They're going to get in line first because, okay, this is the first ride. We might as well start here. My tip is do not ride that until you're ready to leave. So when you're ready to leave, the line at the end of the day will be 10 minutes, five minutes, when you get there in the morning, it'll be 35 to 50, 60 minutes. 
So you can save a lot of time just by putting that one on the back of your mm-hmm. list. That's a good tip. And then also, if you've been there a lot and you're really tired, you can you can skip it. So not yeah. that, you know, I want to skip it. I always want to, to, to do it. But um, that's also a good spot because there are restrooms there. Mm-hmm. And there are benches there. So if you don't want to ride it, it's it's short. If you don't want to ride it, you can always wait outside. Your your family can wait for you when you exit. Yeah. So that's my that's my tip. How Good about tip. that? Yeah, I think to summarize Epcot, I like it. I like the world. I like the world showcase. I like learning. I love the club cool. I like Soren. There's a lot of good stuff in Epcot. I think a lot of people forget about it. And I think we've learned today, Julie does not like drunk people in Epcot. So Yes, yeah. avoid being drunk around Julie in Epcot. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. So, I'm not there for it. Yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go <laughs> to arguably the most underrated park mm, that's, in that's Walt great. Disney yes. World, Florida. And that would be Disney's Animal Kingdom. So Disney's Animal Kingdom uh, came online. On April 22nd, 1998. 1998. sure did. That's right. It's a good day. That's right. Earth yeah. Day. It's a good day. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's good stuff um, because Animal Kingdom really ties in the beauty of scenery with the mystique of animals and care and mythical creatures. Of You know, a long time ago, um, that was going to be the park where there was like real animals that we are that we know that we can touch and 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 see and feed and also mythical stuff mm-hmm. so like unicorns and dragons and things like that um so that vision for that particular park has changed over the years and i think at first when it came out people didn't really understand it they didn't really get it <laughs> i know i didn't and mm-hmm. it was my least favorite park out of the four wow. it also was like uh, deemed a half day park where you didn't even need to spend a full day there. There wasn't a ton to do because I think people were so programmed to like, like magic kingdom rope drop, go, 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 go. There's attraction and a line and you got to do this and that. And animal kingdom is not that type of park. Animal kingdom is a wandering park. It's a meander down paths and see this and watch this particular animal. And I think a lot of people, especially for the, maybe the first 10 years did not understand what that was and i think they've redefined it over time but uh julie i i think this is one of my favorites out of the four yeah um and it and because there's so much to do that doesn't require a lot of thought just basically being Mm. um i will tell you that uh uh, when we normally go the first thing we do is usually do with the safari kilimanjaro safari and the safari ride itself, if I remember this correctly, the entire ride, um, if, you know, on paper, uh, as far as like a map is concerned, almost all the parks by themselves can fit into the uh, amount of space that the, far, the safari takes up. So wow. it, it's great, like, you know, not stack them all together, sure. but one at a time. They Because so the safari itself and all the area that it takes up is huge. In case you don't know, the um, Kilimanjaro safaris, you go and they take you through uh, African savanna. I say that in air quotes. And you see all kinds of animals. I mean, it's they, they point them out. And Disney does a great way of hiding their feeder boxes <laughs> to pull the animals out so you can kind of see them. Um, you know, the most rare animals to see a lot of times are the cheetahs. They're super hard to see. Um, like and, a male lion even. Yeah, yeah, the lions sometimes are tough to see. But uh, depending on what time mm-hmm. of day you go really is indicative of what you're going to see. But that's that's a good one. I like uh, the safaris, uh, safari ride. Um, the Cali River Rapids ride is mm-hmm. nice if you don't mind being wet all day. Um, most of the time we skip that <laughs> because... I'm surprised I mean, you even mentioned it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I skip it. But um, it, it's a cool ride, especially if you're about to leave or if it's a thousand degrees, yes. which in oftentimes it is in Florida. And Animal Kingdom Park is deemed the hottest park of all four just because of there's it's with all of the foliage and things. It's very humid in that park. Um, although I think it offers the most shade. shade. So, That's what I was like, yeah. eyebrowing. Like, but huh. it is the, it is the warmest park. Um, Expedition Everest. Yeah. One of my faves. It is an outdoor roller coaster. You come face to face with the Yeti who's trying to 
squash you. It is, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Uh, again, we talked about this on an earlier episode. Single rider line on that one is is great. So one of the newest areas that they added in to Animal Kingdom is the uh, the Pandora area, which is based on the movie Avatar by James Cameron. So they have two attractions, which is um, the Navi River Journey and um, the Flight of Passage. So the Navi River Journey is where you can meet the Navi, which, again, it's the blue creatures if you've seen the movie. Um, And it's kind of like Small World um, with, like, in the jungle. It's a little boat ride, that kind of thing. But the Avatar Flight of Passage ride, that's where you get on a Banshee. And, again, I don't want to ruin too much, but it's kind of like Soarin' on steroids and it is um it's my fave it's my fave uh in that particular park so uh i know there's others there's dinosaur which julie doesn't like too much i love that particular uh attraction and there's a few others so jules what are your faves i left a couple crumbs for you yeah it's okay um i will give a shout out because i love that felissa rashad is in the narration of the dinosaur queue yes i do not like that ride because it's very jerky for me Hmm. but i'll do it if the kids want to if absolutely want to um while we're in the dinosaur area i like the little play area for kids the dinosaur Boneyard or whatever yeah, it is. Boneyard. Yeah. I enjoy a good carnival game. Well, I know the left side of the couch is going to tell you you can play a carnival anywhere up and down the East Coast in the summer. Um, but I think it's kind of fun to watch your kids. And we have fun memories of them playing little things there, especially Lawson. Um, so I like aspects of that. I know we'll circle back around to food later. In Animal Kingdom, I think um, beyond the safari ride, I think Tough to Be a Bug is something I enjoy going into. When you first walk into the park, it's going to be one of the first attractions you can get to. I think I have that right. Um, If you have little, little, little kids, it may not be the best ride for you, especially if there's some arachnophobia in your family. You might want to avoid that one. Do your research. But from my experience i like tough to be a bug i think it's cute i like the little crawlies and i do not have arachnophobia so i'm good with it i like singing along to it i like singing along with rick singing along to that you oh, know yeah. pollinators. pollinators yeah yeah good times um i think that's fun i okay if you've been listening, you know I don't love a thrill ride. I like Expedition Everest. I like yeah, being on it. It's good. Um, I'm not going to ruin anything either, but it's, you know, even if you do get a little queasy, luckily there are no loop-de-loops on it, and um, it's over with fairly quickly. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's going to sound like, oh, well, okay, then why am I going to ride it? Because it's majestic. It's a majestic ride. You have beautiful views of the park. Yeah. And I think it's worth the ride. At the top of that, when you go to the top of that, you know, like the click, 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 mm-hmm. click, click, you're going up. You can see almost, I think you can see all f- four theme parks from up there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. At least three, you know. Um, well, <laughs> You're in one, sure. so I, I know you know you three, three or, or two or three. You can see just about everything up there. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful view if you're looking um, around, or if you're have your eyes closed, holding tight. Yeah, you know. I I think also something worth noting in Animal Kingdom, especially if you are a musical theater lover, would be the shows. I think yeah. it's very important to um, take that in while you're there. If you will, in your life, think you'll never get to Broadway or you'll never get to see a Broadway caliber show, I would recommend going to the Circle of Life um, Lion King. Yeah, Yeah. to go check out the Lion King show. It's not super long. It's very, um, you know... Uh, interactive they they break it down in different animal sections and you get to see the tumble monkeys are they back in action yes they okay. are so you know some acrobatics that are pretty cool i think that's worth going to also is the nemo show still happening yes yeah go check out the nemo show great air condition in there and um it's a nice break it's a nice like breather from a very hectic day and the music's cute, and Rick really likes it there. Yeah. And I like that he likes it there, so then I'm happy that he's happy. And then it's uh-huh. all about, like, fatherhood. And uh-huh. that. And then he has a little kid. Well, not so little anymore, but yeah. I have good memories of Rick and the Nemo area and him buying the soundtrack and all those fun things. Yeah, they just, they just redid the show did not they? too long ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily exactly. what it was, oh, okay. but it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do they still sing in the big blue world? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, then we're all right. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think those are the things. I mean, okay, look, the cool part about Animal Kingdom for those of us who consider ourselves introverts or like myself, introverts with extroverted skills. Um, the cool part about animal kingdom is there's so many places where you can find refuge from being around all the people, people places. So like Hollywood studios, there are few and far between where you can get shade and not be around too many kids having a meltdown. Okay. You're going to Disney. That's going to happen guys. But Animal Kingdom, oh man, I, I remember even having strollers being like, I need to get away and just taking a kid in a stroller while you were off, you know, with the other one and just finding little pockets of peace. There are pockets of peace in Animal Kingdom. And I think that's why I don't mind um, parts of it. But I'm not a big fan of a lot of the thrill rides. I think Pandora is really pretty. The, the ride that everyone loves makes me sick, the Flight of Passage, but it's really pretty and it's nice to go to at night. That's a tip too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about food. We'll come back to our tips in a minute. Okay, so sure. Let's talk about food here. So food options or food, amaz- sure. amazing food in Animal Kingdom. What do you got? Okay. Well, the Satuli Canteen oh, is yeah, baby. one of my husband's most favorites. I'll let him share the best dessert to get, but I would like to share about the noodle dishes. I like a good noodle dish with some protein, chicken, shrimp, whatever. You can get lots of those there where you're feeling like you're eating semi-healthy, but the food's good. It's real. It's quality good. And I think I've had a salad there before that I liked. If I, I think, I think so. I definitely know I had a couple good noodle dishes there. So Chuli Canteen, good food, thumbs up. I will go there for, for a meal. And oh, also in the dinosaur park, is it, what's it called? Dino bites or yeah. dino something? Di- yeah. Is that right? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So over there, also good bathrooms on that side. <laughs> and um, there's a good water station there. Um, but yeah, and I like the little store in the dino area. But no, food. There's good lunch food over in the dino bites if you want to grab a quick. So that's know, like meal. that's like fries and burgers and, and that kind of you thing. You can get other things. Chicken but yeah, strips, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the Satuli Canteen, they have the best dessert on the planet it is i don't know what it's called but it's like a blue orb and oh my gosh it's blueberry something it's a blueberry something i don't even know what it is i don't even the reason i don't know is because i'm like i need that in my stomach two of them hey do not (laughs) do not go there okay all right they don't need to know these things about me and my habits my buying dessert habits okay you are you are walking a lot you do walk a lot Okay, oh my gosh, so, do you ever? Yes. Okay, yeah. so I, I think it is the best dessert ever that I've ever eaten. It's the very it's a unique dessert. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look appealing, um, but it's delicious, I have to tell you. I also, uh, I think that um, the Flame Tree Barbecue is also a great place to get um, some barbecue. Now, depending on where you grew up, this is not going to be your smothered in... Like Tennessee barbecue Texas or rub, Texas you know what I mean? Or, yeah. But it's a good quality. You can get a good salad there with some barbecue chicken, um, you know, bites in it. And it's, it's good. Cause you know, at some point you do have to get away from the fries and the carbs sure. and all that stuff. Yeah. You, you know, so that's a really good place to get a good salad. Also the Yak and Yeti restaurant is pretty good. We like that one. Um, and it definitely is a change of pace. Again, um, Asian inspired food there and, uh, the pot stickers are really good there too. So, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's little food, there's food places all over the place. I think Animal Kingdom is my favorite of the four to shop at. Yes. I'm going to throw that out there so now your, that I'm thinking about it. So your tip is take some time to shop, Yeah, right? take some time to shop in the Animal Kingdom because there's some cool like uh, artisan-inspired areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you guys, if you're not familiar with Animal Kingdom, there's little pockets of like, you know, you're going into Africa, quote-unquote. You're going into Asia, quote-unquote. And... You know, you can see some cool art and take some cool photos there. There's cool backdrops in Animal Kingdom. Um, so, yeah, I think shopping, if you if you do enjoy shopping or picking up cool little things. We've gotten some cool, like, African drums for Lawson. Um, things like that, just that you can't get anywhere that are hand-carved. And, you know, I, I hope they still do that. But Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, my, my tip is similar to what you said earlier. Like, really be present in that park mm-hmm. because... That's that's a that's a park you want to do kind of mid vacation, 
Um, because when you get there, you don't want to go to Animal Kingdom on your first day because you're, you're ramped up, you're ready to go. It's Disney. Let's go. Let's go. And by halfway through the day, you're going to be disappointed because it's like, oh, we did everything on the list. Well, you didn't experience Animal Kingdom the way you're supposed to. And I, Mm, (laughs) that, that sounds really like, um, you know, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but what I mean is that Animal Kingdom is the wanderer's park. You, you need to wander in the shops. You need to wander, uh, around you know, finding these little nooks and crannies and, and these little places. I can tell you that before you go into Africa on the right hand side, there's a little hidden path that will take you to the backside of where the, where they let out from tough to be a bug. There is nobody on that part, that path that there's nobody there. You can see animals. It is one of the best kept secrets that we have that we don't tell anybody about what we just told you. But um, that's a great spot to just disappear. Or if you have a little one that like, okay, it's your nap time and you take the little one in the stroller, that's a spot. The you waterfall. Just go up yeah. in there. They'll be asleep yep. in three minutes yeah, out because it is silent back there. You just hear waterfalls and just murmuring of people. Mm-hmm. And I think so. So be really present in, that's my tip. Be present in the Animal Kingdom Park. Don't rush it so, so much. Don't rush. Yeah. Slow down in that park. Yeah, I think that's a great tip, Rick, because it's meant to have exploration. I mean, they have the little wilderness explorers, which is tied into um, the Up movie, you know, like where you're getting your little wilderness badges by visiting different areas and learning about animals and understanding more about wildlife and conservation. And um, it's it's a uh, yeah, especially for one who's a little bit more environmentally conscious. It's one that I think you'll connect with well. It's, it's a cool park in that way. I personally like stopping at the little places to learn more about flamingos or learning more about, you know, the different animals that you get to see there. Um, I like the bird show, too, when you first walk in. Sometimes I like to yeah. stop and take part in that and watch them fly around. So, yeah, and a lot of times unless you're just wondering, you're not going to stumble upon it. So there are things to stumble upon. Like I remember when Dylan was a little bit younger, we were just trying to get away from people and walk around a little bit, just she and I, because we're not the people people of the four. And it was really nice just to explore. And we ran into Pocahontas, like with no one else there. We just showed up and her, you know, care person was there. And I was like, oh my gosh, are we? And she's like, yeah, come on up. And I was like, this is cool. We just got to meet Pocahontas and no one else was there. So you never know. I think sometimes you get to have those, as they would call them, magical Disney moments just by taking some time. Yeah, that those impromptu moments are so valuable, especially for, because you're, you're getting to experience something that not a lot of people get to experience because they're in line for all the major rides, but meeting a character or, you know, I know if you're the first guest in line at the Flame Tree Barbecue, you get to open the restaurant. At least that's what they used to do. And there's a, it's a big deal, hmm. believe me. Because they open, it's a lunch spot, and they open it, you know, I guess relatively early. But who wants to eat barbecue at like 10 10 o'clock in the morning? But if you're the first person in line, a lot of times you get to do something special. Oh, that's cool. So that's a little, like, I don't know, insider thing. Uh, At least that's what they used to do. So, Jules, real quick, what's the number one attraction that you think really speaks Disney? So if you're going to send somebody to Animal Kingdom Mm -hmm. and you're going to tell them to do just one attraction... What, what would that attraction be? I think I'd have to say the safari ride. Yeah. Because I agree, there's 100%. storytelling woven into the overall theme of the Animal Kingdom Park. I think it's both. It's like a collision course on learning about animals and storytelling all in one. So I'd say that one. Yeah, I think. And also the re-rideability is really good on that one too. So mm-hmm. if you ride it a second time, you're not necessarily going to see the same animals, the same experiences. I mean, you may, I mean, we've ridden that that attraction we have giraffes that are like literally we could reach out and touch them they're that close to the um the ride vehicle now they stop the vehicle they're not going to like plow through some giraffes you know to get through they'll literally stop and let the giraffes they have the right away animals always have the right away like but it's crazy like how close sometimes these animals are and then we've ridden uh, ridden at other times where they're in the trees like you can hardly see them they're hidden back there same way with the elephants Again, we mentioned, you know, same way with the lions, that kind of thing. Sometimes you see stuff, sometimes you don't. But I think that also lends itself to make a good attraction, that it, it's you experience it differently each time you ride it. I think that's that makes it fun, um, at least from my perspective. 
So, Jules, maybe we can take, um, you know, another question here. Yeah, I think what people really, really, you know, want to know is when it comes down to it, like overcoming um, bad memories or bad situations. I think a couple of the people here talked about, you know, when you're in tough situations like it raining all day or, um, you know, having moments where let's just say one of your family members is having a rough day. Like how do you handle Disney in those moments? Well, it's hard because there's the pressure that you've paid all this money. You've taken the time from work. You've driven down there. If you, if you, I mean, from Maryland, it's not, it's a 19 hour drive. Um, or you, or you've flown down. And again, there's all this expectations because it's expensive. Mm -hmm. This is an expensive trip. You might not have a friend that, um, you know, has a house five minutes from Disney that you can stay at that comes and picks you up for lunch where, and lets you borrow their vehicle. I mean, you, you might not have that. Oh, by the way, they work there at Disney and they got us in a lot of times for free, you know, um, so you might not have that. So there's that expectation that you have to cram everything in. You might never come back again. You know, you want your kids to have fun. It's almost like forced fun. So I think you have to manage your expectations to be like, well, if if somebody's having a, a sick day, you have to take the sick day. You like you just you have to take it. And number one priority is to make sure everybody's mental and physical health is top tops. Um, obviously, monitoring the heat. And if it's you know weather, it's bad weather. It's poncho weather. It's Florida. It's probably not going to rain all day every day unless it's a hurricane. So you know you pack your ponchos and you pack your patients. Um, also, you know, bringing snacks, bringing like games to do. So if you're stuck because it's raining for an hour somewhere, you know, you know, have that sort of planned out of like, okay, these are the good areas to get stuck in. Um, you know, like we were stuck one time at the exit to the Pirates of the Caribbean and Magic Kingdom, and it was the perfect place to get stuck. They stopped the ride because they paused the ride because they, you know, the way that that goes, they can't keep funneling people into the, the, the store at the end because you're going to have a, a problem. So they stopped the ride. So there's lots of things to see. You know, we, I don't think we ended up buying anything, but there's, you know, drinks and stuff like there. Take selfies with some like pirate hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. That, there yeah. was stuff to see and do. And within 40 minutes, it's like, okay, we're going to the next thing because it's Florida. A lot of times it's a thunderstorm is, is short. If it's cold, you know, obviously check the weather before you go because they, they, you can't do anything about the cold other than bundle up and layer up. You know, if, like I said, somebody's sick and we've been sick mm -hmm. down there in Florida, it's not fun, but you just have to be like, hey, this is what it is. It's sick. Um, if somebody's having a, if they're being disciplined while they're down there and <laughs> we've been through timeouts, timeouts yeah. and hey, you're not going to the park this morning and I'm usually the one that, that stays back. Um, and I'm okay with that because I've been there and done that and there'll be other days, but the most important thing right now is that you get your attitude in check and be grateful and, you know, X, Y, Z. So uh, I think expectations are, um, have to be you know, managed and, you know, it won't be the only time in the history of your life that you ever go for the most part, um, because, you know, they're there could be other opportunities and you just have to remember that. And if you go a lot, you're like, Oh my gosh, we have to ride the haunted mansion. Well, you know, you don't have to, you've done it a bunch of times. So if you don't do it this time, it's going to be okay. Um, there'll be newer things to see for next time. And I think you just have to remind yourself of that. So I don't know how else to say it other than, you know, you just got to kind of go with the flow and don't put so much pressure on the check that you wrote. Um, you have to, make sure that the, the physical and mental health are, are where it needs to be. Yeah, I think one thing that a lot of people put the focus on would be the actual attraction, you know, riding the actual ride, um, you know, seeing the actual show. Some of our most memorable moments can be something as little as reaching, like a kid reaching up to hold our hand as we're walking down the street in one particular area. Yeah. Or like telling us a secret about something like, hey, you know, and you have those memories that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the, if you will, negative space in between the rides and the attractions. So yeah. when you put so much pressure and as Rick you know, said, force fun in Disney, um, your kids are going to feel that or your friends are going to feel that or your partner is going to feel that. Like whoever you're with is going to feel that. Yeah. And no one wants to hang out with you. You know, yeah. it's not fun. 
It's like, what, why are we here? Why are we doing this? So I think that's one of the reasons I have trouble with Disney sometimes is because there's a lot of that. And when you give it a chance to breathe and you have the freedom to, you know, cultivate your experience the way you want, then you just freed up a lot of, um, a lot of better memories that can be had. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I, it all comes to, I think it all comes down to pressure Yep. and stress, you know, that you just, you know, I don't know. You just have to take a deep breath and realize it's going to be okay. It's not as bad as you think. That's right. So, um, yeah, Jules, these are good questions. I think we're going to wrap here. I think that that we, we still good. have a lot more to talk about with Disney. If you've made it this far in, you are a Disney, you're either a, a, um, a victory couch fan or a Disney fan. So either way, we love you. And yeah, we, we're, glad we're, here. We're, we're glad you're here. So I think we'll wrap here. Um, if you have any other Disney questions, you feel free to reach out. Even though the Disney episode is over, I personally get excited when somebody asks me about Disney. Uh, like, hey, where do I eat? Or give me some tips. I mean, I can, you you tell me how many tips you want me to give you and I'll I'll reach that number, I promise. I get excited about it. So if you have any questions or if you want some additional insider information or if you want some, you know, hey, tell me what you know about, you know, uh, Expedition Everest and the Yeti. Are they going to bring that back online? You know, what's the deal with that? I can tell you. Or if you, you want know. to talk about Hidden Mickeys, he's your guy. Oh, we haven't even got into the Hidden Mickeys. <laughs> Episode, we, you know what? We'll do well, another we one. We need to. Yeah, we'll we do have, another one. We have more content. So, guys, we're going to come back with another bonus episode. It will be our fifth of season two, which means we're out doing bonus episodes from the first season. So uh, yeah, we'll be coming back with another bonus episode, our fifth in our bonus episode series and our third Disney bonus episode. We just want you to uh, continue to take away little tidbits. If you are a Disney fanatic, I'm sure you're just nodding and happy and having a great time. And if you are right side of the couch where you're uh, kind of timidly coming along, just stay along for one more and we'll continue to give you perspective on uh, Disney from the left and the right side of the couch and hopefully make you smile today. So, guys, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye, guys. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch Podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on The Victory Couch.